I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Hayes, superstar, superhuman. Polly Modulite, the speed of a bullet. He hits it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. On the weekend, I sat down with Natty from the Weekly Rubdown. We nutted out five key questions heading into Supercoach Draft 2021, sent in by you guys on my Instagram page. And I chopped it up into four little podcasts that you'll be hearing throughout this week. Just one question a day. There was two questions that we ended up combining. Today, we're talking about our top five fullbacks in Supercoach for 2021. So remember, this is draft. For anyone that plays classic, obviously draft is very different. It's got nothing to do with money. So it's all about their points, what they'll score, and when you should be taking them. So this is why this top five list is so important because you need to choose when you're taking these guys to get the best value out of them. You don't want to take them too early when you could have got them around later because that stuff matters. It is crucial in Supercoach Draft. And we'll be going through all of this stuff during this week whenever you hear these podcasts from me and Natty. There's four to come this week. Today, we're talking our top five fullbacks. Let's kick it off. I've been talking about Draft for the last few weeks, warming us up into it, and Natty has finally made his return. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, Guru, what's going on, champion? Mate, it's been a pretty quiet few months without you. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So have the listeners just quietly? No, 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 no. Look, this, these little chats aren't anything without me involved, mate. Let's let's be fair. I, I've heard that there's a few of your listeners that have got in touch with you and they're wondering where I've been and they'll be stoked that I'm back. Let's, let's not fucking lie here, okay, mate? Mate, how's life as a father? I imagine it must be pretty chaotic. Busy. Very busy, mate. Very busy. As I said to you before the podcast, I was spending an hour trying to get the little gremlin down to sleep. So, yeah, it's a juggle, mate. It's a juggle, but um, it's fantastic, man. Really good. Mate, I'm really happy for you. And for any uh, new listeners that have only joined the Guru podcast over the last three or four months, they probably haven't heard from you. So explain to us, what's your podcast? Where can they find you? What's doing? Yes, so uh, I am one of the hosts of the weekly Rubdown. Wooker and myself, uh, put out uh, some draft content podcasts and also you can find us on instagram and twitter 
We're trying to put a big year in the books this year. 2021 is going to be a big one. We've already started off the year with a bit of an intro podcast. And then last week we uh, put out uh, Hooker and Front Row Forward rubs. So plenty of content. Um, if you want to check us out, yeah, just search Weekly Rubdown. And mate, I love the new designs that you've come up with. It's proper retro, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we were trying to get. I love 70s, 80s. I'm I'm a big fan of the vintage rugby league era, um, and that's sort of what we want our page to look like. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely retro. Mate, it's going to be exciting times for you and Walker. Cannot wait to watch it unfold. Mate, we've got a couple of questions from my followers, giraffe-related here. You ready to dive in? Certainly am, mate. All right, our first question comes from Eddie. He asks, who are your top five fullbacks? Now, Obviously, I think there's the top three or so that are pretty obvious, probably four, but then that fifth spot becomes really interesting. Have we both got Teddy as number one? Yeah, mate, Teddy's number one, and it's daylight to um to the next one for sure. Who is your next one, mate? I've got Ponga. Um, yes, he's injured, but um, as Walker and myself always say, you don't win championships in March or April, so I still think he's pretty high on my draft list. He's a game-breaker and still one of the best with ball in hand. Can I ask you, mate, are you worried about this whole Mitchell Pierce saga? The optics out of Newcastle, they're not looking great to me. We know how important Pierce is to Ponga. If you're drafting him potentially two or three overall, is it a worry for you? I I go the other way. I actually hope that Pierce doesn't get the ball as much and Ponga gets the ball more. I think if if Pierce is a little bit underdone and not playing as well. I think it'll force Ponga to start playing more. Uh, we know that he likes to play both sides of the field. I think he can handle it on his head, and uh, I think it's only good things for Ponga's average. Personally, I've got Ponga at number four on my list. I'm a little bit worried about the Mitchell Pierce situation. I'm not sure what's going on, on up at Newcastle, and for me to go this early on him, it's a little bit of a worry for me. Number two, I had Tom Travojevic. I assume he's your number three. Yes, yes. And the only reason why he's three is because he's the biggest gamble that you'll have in 2021 draft. Let me ask you this. If I guaranteed you he would play 25 games next year, would you take him number one? Oh, fuck. That is a question, bro. That is a question. Yes. Yes? Yes. I'll take him over Teddy. Yes. Look, I've taken him number two. Uh, I've taken him after Teddy. I probably would still take him after Teddy, to be honest with you, but it would be really close. Uh, the injuries, they are a big gamble. The way he, I'm sort of hoping that after Manly brought him back early last year and he got injured in the most irrelevant fucking game imaginable, I'm hoping it's the pants pulled down, embarrassing moment that Manly needs to sit back and go, Jesus, we need to deal with this better. You're either you're either on side that you believe Turbo is going to play a full season um, and if you are on that side look he could probably average 100 points or you're on the other side and you believe that he's going to get injured injured at some point in the season I'm a degenerate gambler so I'm on the on the side that Turbo is going to be healthy for the entire season I just love the value that that sort of presents itself in the draft because some guys will let him slip. He might even slip to pick five, pick six. Who knows where he could go because it's just going to scare blokes off if they're going to spend their first round pick on someone that may get injured. So he's definitely one to watch because if he slips down there, pick five, pick six, I mean, jump all over him. Mate, for for me, if you can get Tom Travojevic playing 80% of games in a season – 
I, I personally think you just need another 12 guys that are going to average over 45. And, mate, I think there's a 30% chance you win your comp straight away, to be honest with you. Tom Trevojevic, if healthy, will win you a comp. I mean, anyone that can pump out 150 scores at any given moment, he's the guy. Whether you play captains or not, I don't give a fuck. He's the type of guy that will just end games for you. It just early doors, see you later, you've won. And, mate, the thing that I find interesting with him is I'm having a look at his draw in the back end. Now, week one of the finals, he plays the Parramatta Eels. Uh, not a great matchup, but, you know, Tom Trevojevic, he is almost matchup-proof realistically. I think that if you can get to the last two weeks of the season, he plays Canterbury and the Cowboys. It's not a bad matchup there. Oh, licking your lips. The thing with Turbo also is if he's playing well, all the marquee players for Manly play well. So you'll you'll get an uptick from DCE. You'll get an uptick from his brother. The backs will play better. Just the whole team lifts, right? So And then all of a sudden, Manly start winning games. They start playing with a bit of confidence. And that also adds to Turbo playing well as well. So it's sort of like a snowball effect from Turbo just being healthy in the side. Mate, let's jump to number th- uh, number three on your list was Tom Trevojevic. On mine, I've got Ryan Pappenhausen. I think uh, that their game is going to open up a lot more. I'm assuming Cameron Smith has left. I think Harry Grant's going to jump in there. They're going to play set a third footy, and I think this guy's going to have his best season yet, which, I mean, he's only had two of them. He won a Clive Church and Mel in one of them. I think he's going to go to another level next year. Have you got him at number four? Yes, I do. And so he sneaks into the top ten for me top 10 picks and big because of the goal kicking. I'm assuming that he's going to get the goal kicking. It's probably out of him and Munster. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that Pappenhausen is the preferred kicker over Munster. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Pappenhausen was last year, but I think you've got to remember that Munster was running around on one leg the entire season. I'm not True. ruling Munster out of it yet. Oh my but, God. I mean, you'd want to know before draft day, wouldn't you? You just gave me the biggest hard on saying that Munster might get the kicking. I think he's got serious potential. So big on Cameron Munster for 2021. If he gets the kicking, oh my fucking god, mate, it's going to be special. And I, I think they're going to be very similar to last year. They're going to score a lot of tries around the ruck. I think Harry Grant's going to be more dangerous than what Cameron Smith was last year. Kicks are going to be a little bit easier. If Munster does get it, mate, Munster skyrockets. I did. Could could he jump in front of Cleary? Yes, yeah, hundred percent. I've got so I've got Munster going third overall. If he gets the kicking, yes, he's yeah. second overall easily. Now, mate, where it gets interesting, um, pick number four. You've got Pappy. I've got Kalen Ponga there. As I said, a little bit worried about this whole Newcastle optics. The situation up there worries me a little bit. Pick yep. number five, our fifth best super coach fullback. This is where it gets murky. I've got four names here that. If you'd named me any four of them, I wouldn't push back against you. I've got RTS, Brimson, Gutherson, Dylan Edwards. Who have you gone for? I've gone Gutho, and I've gone Gutho because it's a bit of a strategic play for me. So Parramatta have the third best run in the first eight rounds of the season, which is sexy. But Gutho is, over the last two years, has averaged 75 points over the first eight rounds of the season. So he's a fast starter. Comes off the preseason really hot. So my go is that you draft him and you sit on him while he scores all the points in the first eight rounds and then you dra- and then you trade him on his peak value in round, say, seven and uh, get someone that may be a little bit more consistent or has a better run after those eight rounds. 
Now, the one thing with Gutherson, and I, I agree with what you're saying, I think he's a guy that you've got to look to trade because if you have a look at his his run home, they play the first week of finals, they play Manly at Lotto Land. Uh, week two, they go, they play the Cowboys at Bank West. That's not a bad matchup, but fingers crossed you won't be playing that week regardless because you won in week one. To finish the season, he goes to Amy Park to play the Melbourne Storm, and then he plays the Penrith Panthers. That draw, those last two yeah. weeks, that is a big worry for me. You, you don't want him. You don't want him there. So, you, like I said, you're drafting him to trade him. And I just think he'll start the season really well. Uh, he's a bit of a bully himself. He plays really well against poor defenses and then obviously has a bit of a struggle when um, coming up against some solid D. So, him hopefully he averages 70 75 in those first few rounds and then someone's going to take him someone's going to think in their head that you're a fucking moron for trading him and you're just going to clean up one that's really interesting to me and it would be a grand final player nothing more well sorry not nothing more he had a sensational season last year but aj brimson now round 25 the last round grand final week he plays the new zealand warriors at the, on the Gold Coast at 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon. That is Super Coach Gold right there. Yeah, yeah. Look, there was a couple of runs towards the back end of last season that Brimson made that I went, that's Tedesco. That's yeah. how good he was running the ball. That's how dynamic he was with the ball. He's stepping, his tackle breaks, and just his pure pace as well. Love him. He's definitely an honourable mention for me for the top five. Also, RTS. But, yeah, look, I can't knock anyone putting AJ Brimson up there in the top five because the way that the Titans have bought, they've bought a great pack. And they've with that, they've bought time for their halves. And if you give your halves time, obviously your back line is going to be the beneficiary there. The other guy that we haven't spoken about is Latrell Mitchell. Now, for me, I'm not very high on him, but... He does have a good grand final matchup. The Rabbitohs play the St. George Illawarra Dragons 7.35 of the Saturday night in grand final week. Mate, if the Rabbitohs are firing, I mean, round 25, or the last round last year, they put 60 on the Chooks. Imagine what they could do to St. George on a good run coming into finals. We know that they're one team. They always taper for the finals, don't they? Yeah, 100%. And that, that Bunnies back line is one of the most potent back lines in the comp. Um, and it, it goes either one or two ways for me with Luttrell. He either gets stuck in and he's really using those weapons around him or he gets lost in the talent that's available in that back line. Do you know what I mean? There's been times where, in um, last season, where you saw glimpses of that ball playing that he has in that back line with the, with the short ball to his center or the cutout ball to the winger. And then there's times also where you see him just hang back and let those guys do it themselves. So... Oh, it's hard It's hard to know what he's going to do. I don't like him in the start of the season. I think he's a bit of a sluggish player coming off um, preseason. But, um, yeah, it's hard because he could just be anything, couldn't he? Mate, last thing on matchups I'll say for grand final week as well, which I, which I think is important. I think you should be pl- planning a team for grand final week and just hope you get there. That's always been my strategy. But Roosters, James Tedesco, the positive, they play on the Thursday night. They're the first game of grand final week, so he's a fantastic VC. VC, but they play Canberra in Canberra. That's a big worry for me. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, it's been it's been tough to play down there and win for decades. But I just I just think Teddy's matchup, it doesn't matter. I just think he could go he could go he could go massive against the best defensive team and then have a quiet game against, you know, the dogs. 
It's just it's hard to pick. I, I just don't think someone like Tedesco, you really look too hard into the matchups. Mate, there's only two matchups that worry me with James Tedesco, and that's Canberra and Canberra, Melbourne in Melbourne. Um, I yeah, I, I I'm a, I'd be a little bit nervous on that, but I mean, as you said, he can just go big anywhere, can't he? Yeah, big time. And look, unless Munster is confirmed to get the uh, the kicking, um, it's and oh, even then, like I'm so big on Munster for this year, I could even take him number one if he's kicking goals. But at the moment, Teddy is number one, and it's a clear number one. Mate, tell me, what's your read on Roger Tuivasa-Sheck? Obviously, we've had the news break over the last, you know, 48 hours or so that he is going to be leaving at the end of 2021. Do you see that as Roger's going to have a massive year? He's going to put everything into it all? Could, you know, realistically, could it all sort of start to fall apart? Roger's leaving. It's their second year away from New Zealand. It's going to be tough by the back end, isn't it? I think it's dependent on how the Warriors go as a team. I think if they've got a bit of fight in them and... um, you know they're winning some games sort of like last year when they were playing out of Tamworth and they were starting to beat some sides and you could see there was a bit of pep in their step and they were enjoying their footy and they were actually enjoyable to watch as a football team as well I think if they're playing like that Rogers he'll he'll definitely increase that average of 59 he'll he'll do better than that but if they start playing like a busted ass and they're losing games and they're losing games by big margins I think he'll drop his head and he'll start looking to next year. So I think it's very dependent on how the Warriors go as a team. My last guy we're going to touch on in fullbacks, neither of us have spoken about him yet, and he's probably, jeez, uh, it's a wild call, but I don't know if he's not the most consistent fullback in the game, Dylan Edwards. I mean, he doesn't have the extremely high ceiling, but he doesn't have a low basement either. He just seems to find that 60 to 70 nearly every week, doesn't he? He is my favorite fullback in the game, and that's not talking super coach, that's just talking football. I love to watch him. If you watch his games from last year, tell me how many times that he fucking let the ball hit the hit the grass. No, nah, he mate, just, he's, he's he underrated, isn't he? Up. It's almost like he teleports to where the ball's going to be. He's that good. And not only that, but he's got a nice little tackle break in him as well. He's, he's deceptively strong. And look... Can't knock you for the call, mate. I love him. And he was putting up some really consistent scores as well. Like you said, like the 60-point 60, the 60 average there was um, was a piece of piss for him at times. And, mate, like I'm having a look at his numbers now, mate. He There was one game that he didn't play eight. Sorry, there's two games he didn't play 80 minutes in. He got 44 in one of them, 53 in the other. His lowest score when he plays 80 minutes last year was 55. That's fucking impressive. Yeah, thank yeah, thank you. You'll take that all day, every day. Um, and obviously, playing for the Panthers, playing that back line, having Cleary and Luai there, it's all ticks, isn't it? So I don't mind him. And look, I, I think he's he's not a sexy name. Like people aren't talking about him, and I just think he'll slip as well. So he's a he's definitely a value player at the fullback spot because I think he'll slip further past where his value lies. And so he's definitely one to keep an eye on. 
Thanks for joining us again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to have another part of this interview dropping with Natty. We're going to dive into two questions here. The first one is all about preparing for draft day. How should you go about it? I see a lot of guys each and every year that make the same mistakes. I'm a big believer in backing your gut feel in. Natty's got a couple ideas to throw your way as well. And of course, then we dive into where is the best position to draft? So you can have, you know, if you've got 10 people in your comp, do you want to go pick one? Do you want to go pick 10? It all depends on the rules that your competition plays, how the waiver wire works. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And myself and Natty, we dive into each and every one of them. Have a cracking day, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.